Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Set your future in motion at Chicago State University with over 70 degree and certificate programs, ample scholarship opportunities, and vibrant campus life. Chicago State University is Chicago's number one most affordable public university with a diverse faculty, small class sizes, and almost 50 student organizations, including NCAA Division I Athletics. At Chicago State, we provide you with the tools you need to succeed. Visit csu.edu admissions to learn how you can earn your freshman year tuition free hey everybody welcome back to inside the five it's stuff it's will and it's griff and today we're going to be going through the entire nfl week six slate we're going to go through the spreads we're going to pick the over unders and we're going to go over our locks of the week boys what do we say let's do it Hey, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Five. Let's dive right in and talk about Thursday Night Football, the game of the century, the Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. And I think this is the first pick of the year, boys. You know, both teams are so good that Vegas couldn't even decide who was going to win, who was favored. And this is going to be a shootout. And I'm very excited for it. Star first-round pick Nikhil Harry is returning off the IR for the Bears tonight it's a guaranteed lock the over hits what do we say boys what do you griff i'm gonna go to you first who do you have washington or chicago tonight all right i mean looking at these two teams standing straight up you see that the bears have won two games obviously the commanders have only won one so basing it off that you would think that the bears are going to come out with the win especially being the home team but i'm going commanders today you know we talked a little bit before this episode wentz who's thrown six picks has also thrown 10 touchdowns um, and he hasn't really been leading any like winning drives for these teams or like really solid touchdown drives, but I feel like he has the capability to do it against an offense or against a defense like the Chicago Bears, where their offense is struggling so heavily. Justin Fields, I mean, just hasn't even had the opportunity to throw the ball. He hasn't thrown over a hundred pass attempts yet compared to Carson Wentz's 210. So I think the commanders get the ball in the air this game. The Bears kind of control it. Might get a little out of hand. I got the commanders. I love the commanders in this game. Um, it's going to be a beautiful night in Chicago. It's going to be 52, partly cloudy. I'm taking the over. It's at 38. Um, if it was a rainy day, who knows? But I think that this might be a little back and forth. Commanders win this game by maybe 10 to 14 points. Yeah, I'm going to tell your picks here. I mean – Carson Wentz undefeated in prime time or in Thursday night football games, not primetime games, Thursday night football, which is basically definitely not primetime games. Yeah. But yeah, that's a sign. I mean, the signs are there. Washington coming off of a very tough loss last week. And it was both teams actually come, came off of a tough, like demoralizing loss. The, uh, against the Titans, Carson Wentz threw a pick at the goal line when they were going in for the win. And, Wide receiver 10 on the Bears got stripped 
not wide receiver number 10, probably the 10th receiver on that depth chart, got stripped on an out route. Um, and they that's how the Bears lost the game. So I'm going Washington here. I think Carson Wentz, the only thing he has remaining in his career is Thursday Night Football. That's his streak. Maybe he can be like the undertaker of Thursday Night Football, and Thursday Night Football is like his WrestleMania. So I'm going Commanders, and I got the over here as well just because of the weather. It's a great weather game. Um, I'm going to go Bears and the under. I'm going to be completely different than both of you guys. I just don't like the Commanders at all. I don't think they're even going to be close to winning this game. It's going to be under. It's probably not going to be a very high-scoring game for obvious reasons. But I think the Bears are going to blow, blow the top off of the Washington Commanders tonight. But they're going to still keep the over. I mean the under. My bad. So, Will, you have the under at 38. Mm-hmm. The bold pick. All right, and let's let's start. Let's go right into Sunday. Um, the first matchup we have on the sheet, we have the San Francisco 49ers who are favored by five and a half points on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. Griff, start us off again. Who do you have in this game with the spread? And give me your over-under. Now, you know, I've been kind of a big fan of the Falcons this year, but I have been kind of fading them. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the way that they play offense. I'm not a huge fan of the defense. And there's a couple questionables on um, – the injury report that are big for the Falcons, like Kyle Pitts, um, and then their linebacker, who I don't want to butcher their, his last name, but it's like Ogondeji. He's, I mean, he, he's a pretty good edge rusher as well. Um, but San Fran at minus five and a half, I think this is the perfect opportunity. Like I said, I'm going to continue to fade the team that I like. This is the perfect opportunity for Jimmy G just to get his get the ball to his playmakers kind of settled down a little bit into the offense. So I like them minus five and a half. I'm going to take San Fran and the over under, which is set at 44 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I think that this is a game that San Fran like shuts down this Atlanta run offense. You know, they're still missing out on their running back as well over in Atlanta. Marcus Mariota was their leading uh, rusher last week. And I feel like that's a big part of their game. And I feel like the 49ers are one of the best, if not the best, run defenses in the league. I'm going to go 49ers minus five, five and a half, and the under as well. I just think it's too many points. Will? For those same reasons, I'm going to tell your picks, 49ers minus five and a half, and the under. I also think it's too many points, and I also don't like the injuries, like you said, on Atlanta. I feel like that's going to hurt them more. It's going to hurt them more. It's going to help the 49ers more. I really just don't see – the Atlanta Falcons winning this game against the 49ers this week. All right. I'm going with you guys on the spread. I got 49ers minus five and a half. This was kind of a last minute switch, but my, I got to go with my gut feeling, you know, and when it comes to the over under, I'm going over here and here's a prop 49ers defense. Anytime touchdown. Mm. So Griff, you said that, the obviously the injury report for the Falcons doesn't look great and the run defense for the 49ers is pretty damn good. That means they're going to throw the ball a lot. And when you throw the ball a lot, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of yards, a lot of chances for touchdowns and a lot of it may be interceptions that are returned for touchdowns. I don't know. I'm just saying that's a prop I would hammer if it wasn't October or no bet October until I go to the game on Monday night, October 24th. That is the great it's one of the best months ever you save some money until october 24th and that's all that matters i'm going 49ers minus five and a half and i'm going the over of 44 and a half here boys there we go there we go and then the next game on the slate we have the new england patriots will and i's new england patriots versus 
or in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns. The Patriots are two and a half point underdogs on the road. I believe Bailey Zappi starting. Will, what do you got for our hometown team? Um, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns minus two and a half, and I'm going to take the over of this game. I think this is a tough game for the Pats. I, if they win, it's going to be in a last second drive, which I mean, we haven't seen too, too much of in recent memory past few years. I just don't really see the Patriots coming down and really showing us too, too much against this team. I really think the Browns are really good. So I'm taking the Browns minus two and a half and the over. Griff. Um, I feel like this is going to be looked at as quite an even matchup on both sides. You know, uh, two teams without their starting quarterbacks, obviously for different reasons. There's a couple of injuries on both sides, as always, at this part of this season. Um, but I like the Browns in, in this situation, you know, at home, minus two and a half. It's a short spread. Bailey Zappi was kind of settled in to be this little game manager. He's not going to go out and win you a game. Jacoby Brissett has been putting together, I mean, not too bad of a season, especially when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to rely on in the backfield. And I think that if they can get the run game going against the Patriots, the Browns are going to be unstoppable on Sunday. And I feel like that's just going to be the case. So I'm going to go with the Browns minus two and a half. I'm also going to take the over. I think that there's going to be some serious points scored in this game. Um, I like Ramondre Stevenson to score with Damian Harris being out. I think Ramondre is the better back. I've been a Ramondre believer since the start. Um, I think there's going to be a good amount of points scored, both teams in the upper 20s, but the Browns are going to cover the spread of this game stuff. So I'm telling both of you guys here, I got the Patriots plus two and a half, and I have the under, and I'm going to tell you why. I do not trust Jacoby Brissett to lead a team against Bill Belichick, especially considering Bill Belichick used to coach Jacoby Brissett. For those who don't remember, Jacoby Brissett got drafted by the Patriots, and he had a few good starts, but... I don't trust him to go up against Bill Belichick and to win. And from what we've seen to this point, the Patriots run defense has been pretty good. And that's the strength of the Cleveland Browns. I know Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league, but I really do think that this defensive line is going to hold them down. And I think we're going to see a big game out of Mac Wilson senior, the linebacker going up against his former team. And I have the Patriots winning this game. And I have them covering plus two and a half. And I also have the under in this game. This is going to be a run heavy game. We're gonna see, I bet a lot of I don't we're gonna see a lot of conservative decisions from the Patriots side, and I think it's gonna be uh, to be to their benefit, causing them to cover two and a half and causing them to win. And with that being said, the under is also gonna hit. Next game on the slate, we have the Jets at the Packers. And if you guys don't mind, I would like to start this one. So I hate how the Packers are these giant point favorites. Like, we saw it a few weeks ago, Patriots in Green Bay. It was like a 10-point spread. The Patriots covered. He took them to overtime in Bailey Zappi's first game, really. I know Hoyer started. but And then last week, we saw the nine-point favorites or something against the Giants, and they ended up losing. And then this week, they're seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets. I don't understand why Vegas keeps giving them these giant spreads as if this is the last year's Green Bay Packers. The Jets just came off of a huge momentum win. Brees Hall is running like crazy. Zach Wilson's getting back into the groove of things. I got the Jets plus seven and a half here, boys, and I have the under as well. Um, I don't trust this Packers offense, and I I really don't trust the Packers in general to beat a team by more than a touchdown right now. 
I mean, for those reasons, it's actually my lock of the week. I have the Jets plus seven and a half this Sunday. I think, like you said, stop. I don't really know why the Green Bay Packers are getting these huge spreads against them. It's, I feel like anytime I see the Green Bay Packers seven or higher, I feel like it's an automatic bet the other team plus the points. I just feel like the Green Bay Packers in this current state of their team cannot hold that spread. So I'm taking that and the – I'll go under. Going under? Yeah. Yep. Sorry. I don't know if you guys heard the car alarm going off um, in the background, but we've got that all settled down now. Um, Jets, Packers, everything that you brought up, Stav, makes perfect sense. Um, It's going to be a rainy day in Wisconsin. I've been looking at the weather a lot in these games because there's got to be something that I'm missing every week. You know, um, we talked about it on the last episode. I've been absolutely horrendous. So there's got to be an underlying factor, right? And the Green Bay Packers at home, 50 degrees, a rainy day with A.J. Dillon are going to be pounding the rock against the New York football Jets. Seven and a half is a lot, though. Seven and a half is so much, and you're right about Brees Hall, and we're forgetting about Michael Carter. Those are two young starting running backs on the same team who, I'm going to say it right now, I think could turn into a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt type situation with with Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Give it a few years, obviously, but that's a second year back and a first year back that if they stay together on that second contract, I mean, they could be pro bowlers at the same time on the same team. They are going out with something to prove. They each had a great week last week. I think they're going to combine that performance once again. They're going to cover this game, and I'm going for the under with the rain. I think it's going to be a very run-heavy game. Zach Wilson's going to have a little bit of freedom in the third, fourth quarter, and that's what's going to lead them to losing this game, but not by more than a touchdown. I'm going New York Jets plus seven and a half, and I'm going to take the under at 45 and a half. You hate to see the over in a rainy day. All right. Next game on the slate, a real snooze fest with the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are two-point favorites at home against the Jaguars, a team that everyone was very high on last week, and then they put up a stinker against the Texans. And for that exact reason, I'm taking the Jaguars here. We saw a very sloppy game in which the Broncos should have beat the Colts last week, probably in the worst football game of all time. And the Colts, let's face it, aren't a good football team right now. I think Jonathan Taylor's still going to play, but I don't think that matters too much. I have the Jaguars plus two, and I have the under in this game. Well, I like that. Um, I also have the Jaguars. I feel like the last few weeks they've been kind of lacking on both sides of the ball. I feel like this is a good game for them to kind of come out and – Play to their strengths, especially against this very weak Colts team. I like Christian Kirk in the end zone. He's been a little absent from there the past few weeks. And I also like the minus two and the under. Wait, so you have the Colts minus two? No, Jaguars minus two. The Colts are two-point favorites. So Jaguars you like it even better? Yes. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. He's going to buy four points. He loves it. Yeah, he's getting the he's getting the fixed odds over there in Indianapolis. Um, and the thing that I've been noticing about the Jaguars, about Trevor Lawrence specifically, is he can play in a dome. So what I what I've been trying to do research on is if we know if the roof is going to be open or closed in Indianapolis. There's been no word on that. It's supposed to be 62 and sunny. So my guess is that the roof is open. But 62 and sunny, that brings Trevor back to his days when he was growing up as a kid in Florida, brings him to his days in Clemson. This is a quarterback that I'm not going to say does not like. This is a quarterback that cannot play 
in non-perfect conditions. He, he's never played a football game in the snow. Every single time he plays in the rain, he gets killed. And, and this dates back to college as well. This is the perfect condition for him. This is a better condition than if you were to play any single game at home. This is a home game for Trevor Lawrence. He's going to take over Indianapolis. He's going to make them look stupid. We've seen Jacksonville in weeks prior put up major points against teams. I think that this is another example of that. I think James Robinson's going to have a big day. I think he's going to get into the end zone. I'm going to take Jacksonville, and I'm going to take the over in this game. I think that Matt Ryan, we kind of saw him struggle last week, but kind of not do too bad. Like he, he, he's been throwing the ball around a little bit. Um, he has five touchdowns right now with seven picks. So he's got some figuring out to do. This is a great week to do it. This is a great week to cover the over, but I think the Jaguars are going to pull out with a win. So obviously I love them. Plus two, I would take the money line as well. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, Griff, shout out to you for coming very prepared, looking at the weather reports for every single game, every game, every, every game. Every game. I, I don't, yeah. Don't act like the next seven eight games i'm not gonna say it i have it for every game and not even not even that they're playing in a dome i was trying to look up if the roof was going to be open or not uh talk- keep keep jim ursay's tweets or put notifications on for his tweets because he tweets it out i think every sunday morning we'll all right next game on the slate we have the minnesota vikings at the miami dolphins news out of miami today is skylar thompson is starting this game um, the Dolphins are three and a half point underdogs at home, and the spread is set at uh, I'm sorry, 45 or no, two and a half. The over under is set at 45 and a half. Boys, I love the Dolphins plus three and a half. I absolutely love it. I cannot picture a guy like Kirk Cousins going down to Miami where it's hot, muggy, bothersome, and playing well. And I have the over here as well. And I think that we see a lot out of Skylar Thompson, and we're going to see some shots. We see Tyreek Hill, a funny funny story also out of Miami today. Uh, he was the one who took out the ping pong table from that locker room. And then he said it was a distraction or whatever. And then he proceeded to go home and stream Fortnite for five hours. So I, it's a little contradiction there. But I trust that he's going to have a great game. I trust Jalen Waddle is going to get back into the swing of things. And I have the Dolphins plus three and a half at home. And the over. Well, I like the Vikings this week. I mean, Kirk Cousins is an older guy. He kind of—I feel like older older guys like the like the heat, like the humidity. I think it's perfect weather for him to play and win a game against the Miami Dolphins at Miami. Um, I like them minus three and a half, and I also like the over. Here we go. Yeah, so this is actually going to end up being my lock of the week here, um, and you know, weather aside. Who the hell is this quarterback from Miami? Skyler Thompson. Yeah, but he's an undrafted free agent. What I saw from him last week, I absolutely hate it. Minnesota is the best team in the NFC North, the third best team in the NFC right now. They, I mean, exploded against the Bears defense last week, and obviously that's not very comparable to this Miami Dolphins defense. But I feel like a lot of confidence came from that week. You know, we finally got Dalvin Cook activated. Um, Justin Jefferson came back, had another great game. Um, I think that the Vikings cover the spread. I think the Vikings win this game by two touchdowns, at least. At least. I think that if Zadarius Smith, who is currently questionable, is playing, it's going to be that much better. This is going to be my lock of the week. Minnesota, minus three and a half. In this game as well, I also like the over. 
So, I mean, Minnesota, minus three and a half, my lock of the week. I'm going to take the over. It's going to be a beautiful day at Hard Rock Stadium. If you do want the numbers, it's going to be around 80 degrees and sunny. All right. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Cincinnati Bengals at the New Orleans Saints. I absolutely love the Bengals in this one. Absolutely love them. Minus one and a half on the road. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase's return to Louisiana. As we all know, they played college ball there. You know what? I'm making this my lock of the week. I'm changing it up. I'm going Cincinnati Bengals minus one and a half. I just had like the light bulb just went off in my head. Originally when I was just putting down the notes in the Excel sheet, what the spreads were, and it didn't click to me right away that Joe Burrow returning home. This is going to be a home game for the Bengals. I I think we're going to see a lot of uh, New Orleans, or we're going to see a lot of LSU fans show up be loud for their two guys in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I got the Bengals minus one and a half coming off of a division loss. They're going to come in pissed off. And the Saints had a huge win last week. And momentum's a thing, boys. This is how I make a lot of my picks based off of what happened last week. So this week, it's going to be a letdown week for the Saints. I love the Bengals minus one and a half. Book it as my lock of the week. No. I mean, I also like the Bengals minus one and a half. Um, I just don't see, honestly, the New Orleans Saints winning this game. I don't really like the New Orleans Saints. I say this every single week. I know they had a big win last week. I still don't like them. Um, I like the Bengals minus one and a half, and I like the over. Bengals minus one and a half is something that we're all going to be taking today. I feel like it's just too obvious of a pick. Um, If I wasn't going to take Minnesota minus three and a half, since he was definitely going to be my lock of the week, um, the number set at 43 is kind of scary. Um, I feel like the way that the Saints have been getting a lot of their points has been from defensive mistakes and mostly from Taysom Hill, who did get kind of banged up in his last game. Uh, he played through it. He's supposed to be playing through it as well. I'm not projecting him to be at 100%. I'm going to go Bengals minus one and a half. I'm going to take the under, though. I think that the Bengals score a lot of points, um, but the Saints aren't going to match enough to cover the over. I think that this might be a demolition. The Bengals get back to 500 once again, and hopefully that's the start of the season for them. Will, did you say over or under? I said the over. Over. Okay, that's right. And the weather doesn't matter in this game. Superdome. All right. Next, we have the Baltimore Ravens at Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The New York Giants in the Meadowlands. The Giants are the home team in six-point underdog. Six points. And I have them covering. I have them covering at home. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to win this game, but I really can't think of a game where the Ravens, other than like week one, blew out their opponent. And their blowout against the Jets was 24 to 9. So, like, and that's the Jets with Joe Flacco starting at quarterback. So I love the Giants plus six here at home. Expect a big week out of Saquon Barkley. Except, expect a decent week out of Daniel Jones. Giants plus six, but not winning. And I also have the over in this game at 45. Um, I like 
the Ravens minus six and the under. I think this is a good game for the Ravens. I know the Giants have been playing well and they've been showing some signs of being a good team, but I think this is a good week for the Baltimore Ravens to come out and show who they really are as a team and show what they're good at and, and dominate these New York football Giants minus six and the overs for me. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been tailing or I've been riding with the Giants all year, you know, since the beginning of the year. I said this is their year, this is it, um, and they've – done just that so far four and one this is a great week to go five and one i like the giants i really like the giants give me the plus six i think they might go out and win this football game at home um i mean it's all up to saquon barkley i think that the ravens dbs have been really carrying that defense and you know their front seven who has been seen as since i mean the 2000s as the best part of that team the focal point of that team they've had a lot of injuries around there they've lost a few guys they had to bring in people like jason pierre paul and he's been kind of fitting in there but not really and i think that the giants sitting at four and one this is a perfect chance still early in the season i'm gonna say it to get to five and one and, and um you know, it'll just be all downhill from there. This might be the biggest win for them this year. I'm going to go Giants plus six. I'm actually going to end up taking the under, though. Um, and that's just the fact that I think if the Giants are going to go out and win this football game, there's not going to be that many points scored. I think it's going to be um, due to their scrappy defensive play. You know, that's what the Giants have been doing all year. They, they don't have the best names on defense. They just have guys that go out there with a different mindset and, and really get it done. That's what they've been doing throughout this whole year. They've been very good at it. And this is going to be a very difficult game for Lamar Jackson because I think that they're going to game plan well against him. He's going to be a very big focus point uh, of that defensive uh, assignment. Yeah, 100%. And I'm glad we agree with this, Griff. The Giants, hey, maybe they're here to stay. You know, a lot yeah. of people – I feel like if I'm Brian Dable, I'm using everyone saying that they're a terrible form, one team or whatever, as, like, motivation throughout the week. It's like, all right, this is your test. Everyone's so high on the Baltimore Ravens, and they're 3-2. and two. Like, let's not forget the fact that they were literally seconds away last week from losing or going into overtime and possibly losing at home against the Bengals. So, it it's tough. You come up with a physical week. On essentially a short week because you played on Sunday night. I consider Sunday night a short week. And you play against the New York football Giants. And I just expect the Giants to be very competitive in this game. I don't know if they're necessarily going to win, but I expect it to be competitive. And speaking of big spreads, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the road in Pittsburgh at Hershey Stadium. <laughs> Whatever it's called, I, I don't Acrisure. know. Acrisure, Acrisure, nice. It's Heinz. It's Heinz Field. Um, the Steelers are eight point underdogs at home. This is back to back weeks. The Steelers are very big underdogs, and I love it. I'm 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 going the Steelers plus eight here. They're going to lose this game, probably by a touchdown, but they're going to cover. That's all that matters. They're going to cover. And I hate the Bucs. I think that the Bucs this year have been very bad. And they have, I think they haven't like covered when they're the favorites for some reason. I don't know if that just sounds like an accurate stat to me besides <laughs> yeah. week one. And, and what do you like for over under? Under, under 100%. Under, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you with the under, but I'm actually going to go Bucks minus eight here. I think that this is a game. Um, I just don't think Tom Brady's going to 
I mean, a three and two team that he's controlling. I don't think he's going to let them smell 500 the rest of the year. I, I, I don't know what it is. I've been watching man of the arena. I'm a little late to it, but I'm also not a Patriots fan. So I've been watching it. Um, so maybe there's a little bias there, but Tampa minus eight against Kenny Pickett, you know, Kenny Pickett, the first two starts that he got were against maybe the worst two teams you could possibly play. And going up against Tom Brady, he's going to tear up a team that has a, a rookie quarterback that shouldn't be playing on the other side of the ball. I'm going to take Tampa minus eight. I don't care where it's at. Um, I don't care about the weather, even though it's going to be in the high 50s throughout the day and cloudy. Um, but, yeah, Bucks. I'm going to follow you along, though, with the under stuff. A lot of points. Griff, I'm going to tell your picks. I like the under, and I like Tampa Bay minus eight. I think this is a game – where obviously we saw Kenny Pickett, two starts, probably against the worst two teams. I know we've all said it, and I know I've definitely emphasized that point last week against the Bills. I, this is another one of those games where I just don't like Tom Brady. I mean, I like Tom Brady against a rookie quarterback. I just – I don't know what it is about Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. I just – until they can find it a little bit better, obviously I'm hoping this is a week that they can because I really like Kenny Pickett. But I just don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers – winning this game. I think they have a baby minus eight and they win. And I like the under. All right. Next game on the slate. We have the Carolina Panthers at the Los Angeles Rams. Defending Super Bowl champions are 10 point favorites against the struggling Carolina Panthers. And for all those reasons, I have Carolina plus 10. <laughs> I think that obviously the Rams are going to win, but the Rams have not played a great brand of football up to this point. And it's hard to pick them to win by double digits at this point in the year right now. So I'm going Carolina plus 10. You know, this team might have a little more motivation after uh, firing their head coach and Matt Rule. Shout out Will for that pick. And yeah, but I got Carolina plus 10. And I have the over at 41. I also have Carolina plus 10, and I also have Carolina winning the game. Um, I'm a firm believer in once you fire your head coach, you win the next week or the next game. I still believe that is true, and I'm going to ride with that until it doesn't happen. And I still will, even if it doesn't. Um, and I like the under in this game. Um, You know, it's a podcast tradition. Not only have they fired their head coach, Will, but I think that out of the three quarterbacks on this roster – this is the first week where the best one on that roster is finally playing in PJ Walker, XFL MVP. Um, and I, I, I genuinely think he is currently the best quarterback on that roster between him, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. They're going to give him a go with a new head coach. These are two focal points of an organization starting off the same week. Give me the plus 10. Um, and I'm going to take the over at 41. I think that, um, we're going to see some wide receivers that we haven't seen from uh, Carolina get more activated, kind of what we expected them to do. Now that the energy has completely shifted, it's time. Like I say, it's my favorite thing that a quarterback does that's not like a superstar. Just get the ball to your playmakers and let them work, and that's exactly the game plan that they're going to go into this game with. Ten is a lot of points. I love Carolina in this game, and I actually like the over as well. All right. Next game on the slate, Griff. I'll have I'll let you lead this one off. I mean, it's simple. This is a must-win game. It, it, it depends on how you look at your organization. And as a Seahawks fan, at home going going up against the Arizona Cardinals, 
um, there's some research that I didn't do. And one of the big things that I didn't look up is if COD is going to have a double XP weekend. Um, but it, it's going to be a beautiful day in Seattle. It's going to be 60. It's going to be cloudy. I mean, I couldn't imagine a better October day in Seattle, Washington. Now, Arizona is coming into this game favored by three points. But what a lot of people haven't noticed is that we're both two and three. In my opinion, these teams are way more even than others are, are, are showing it. And, and I think that Seattle is going to come into this game with something to prove. This could be a tank year. Seattle's going to get back up to 500 in this game, guys. Um, they're going to be three and three after this game. They're obviously covering this three point spread. Now, the over under set at 50.5. I think there's no chance this hits. I, I don't know why. I just see a 5 0, fat 5 0 on my screen, and it scares me. So I'm shying away from it. I'm going Seattle, and I'm going with the over. Will, how about you? Um, I love Seattle plus three this week. I don't like the Cardinals at all. I've said this, I think, literally every single week. Um, I really like, I really, really do like the Seattle Seahawks. Love Geno Smith. I like how he's slinging the ball around. You love to see it. And for that reason, I really like the over. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to carry a, a big, big load in this over. And I think the Cardinals are going to come out. They're going to score enough points to let that go over. But I still think the Seattle Seahawks are going to come out and win this game with plus three as well. And the over. All right, boys. Griff, I know you said you didn't do your research on the double XP weekend for COD, but this is the one game where I searched up the ex, uh, the external factors. There is no double XP weekend for Call of Duty. And with that being said, I have the Arizona Cardinals minus three. And I'll tell you why. Because there's no Call of Duty double XP weekend. That's literally it. I hate the Cardinals. Yeah. I hate Kyler Murray. I think he sucks. But he has nothing else better to do than his job this week. So <laughs> Cardinals minus three. And, Will, I'm telling your pick here with the over. I want to say I believe this is the last weekend of the current Call of Duty because next weekend – actually, yeah, second to last after. weekend. Weekend after, yep. never mind. thought it was the last weekend. And also next week, D-Hop comes back, so that might change some things for the Cardinals. But whatever. Who cares? The Cardinals are a Let's shift to the game franchise. of the week. Yes. I, I I wish that this was the Sunday night game, just so it's like more prime time than it is now. But I actually we this I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna hate on the Sunday night game. I love the Sunday night game this week as well. I apologize. Continue, Griff. Yeah, so I mean we got the game of the week here. Uh Griff's game of the week. This should be all of our games of the week. It's an AFC clash between the Buffalo Bills coming out of the AFC East and the Kansas City Chiefs coming out of the AFC West. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes going up toe-to-toe, the over-under set at 54 total, and Buffalo favored in this game as the road, or on the road, at two and a half. I'm going to take Kansas City in this game. You know, there's been a lot of doubt from this side, um, and there's been a lot of hype coming from Buffalo, and, and rightfully so, but you don't go into Arrowhead Stadium as a road as a road favorite and win the game. I just feel like it it, it can't happen with Andy Reid. It can't happen with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has been doing a great job of getting everybody getting everybody the ball. He's kind of taking his focus off of you know giving the ball to Tyreek. And this is what everybody's been talking about. So I'm I'm just gonna sound a little bit repetitive here. But been 
kind of laying off focusing on giving it to his two big guys, which were Tyreek and Travis Kelsey. We've been seeing, I mean, a load of different people get the ball. There's been three running backs in rotation. There's been three tight ends, healthy tight ends in rotation. And the wide receivers who are specialists at their own specific thing has been something that, you know, at four and one, Kansas City has been quietly special with their offense. It's something that people were doubting them heavily before the season started. And now that they're actually doing it, nobody's really talking about it. Cause it's like, yeah, they're the Kansas city chiefs. They're going to go into this game as a home dog. And I mean, they're, they're a team that could easily make the super bowl. And if you're a home dog for a team that could easily make the super bowl, I'm never going to pick against you. I'm going with Kansas city. And once again, I see a five as the first number as the over under this one's at 54. That is an insane score. I'm going to take it. This is going to be one of the greatest regular season games of all time. I'm going to go Kansas City minus two and a half. I think it's a game that ends within a touchdown. And no, it, it, it's plus two and a half. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Kansas yeah. City, I've been talking about even more. the whole time. Um, Kansas City plus two and a half. I think it's a game that ends in like a last second touchdown. And that last second touchdown is also going to be the reason that the over hits. Griff, I'm literally going to tell your picks here. Um, your, I'm your feeling reasons, good this week. Yeah, your your reasons for this are spot on. The Kansas City Chiefs have really yet to be stopped. I mean, we'll look at this Indianapolis Colts loss as a trap loss or like a trap game. Like that's a game that is worth being just like thrown out because that is not the Chiefs team we've seen all year. And I love them as home dogs against the Buffalo Bills. Patrick Mahomes owns the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a team that. Rides the highest of highs and sucks when they're at the lowest of lows. Like they blew out their opponent, uh, they blew out the Rams week one, right? They go crazy or whatever. And then you face the Dolphins and you put up an absolute stinker. You suck against the Dolphins and you suck against the Ravens as well. But they ended up winning that game because the Ravens sucked even more with bad play calling. But then last week, you blow out the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I, the highs of highs are right now. Now you're going to get humbled against the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Arrowhead Stadium, like you said, I'm part of my take. It's one of the last games with home field advantage. And I think that's really going to play a factor. And Griff, I would have been mad at you if you didn't say the over. I'm taking the over with you. This is such an over game. It's like going to be 35 to 30 Kansas City. Well, I guess I'll take the same thing. Um, I'm going to tell everyone here with Kansas City. As the home dog and the over, love the points. You guys, you gotta expect this to be one of the better games this season. So for those reasons, I'm gonna tag along with you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a great game and not a divisional matchup, but I'd say the best two AFC teams. But how about a divisional matchup against? I mean, you could also say the two best NFC teams. Um, coming out of the East, which has been a surprise. We've talked about it pretty much every episode. We got the Cowboys and we got the Eagles. Cowboys going on the road at 4-1, taking on the 5-0 and Eagles. Cooper Rush should still be starting at quarterback unless I'm wrong, guys. Yeah, he's, he's in. He's starting. Okay, so yeah. So Cooper Rush going up against MVP candidate Jalen Hurts. But Philly is favored by six points. Will, the over-under is set at 42. What do you like here? Spread it over-under. Honestly, I mean, I did have – for first to start off, I did have the Jets as my lock of the week. I'm not going to change it, but I did think about this because I really, really do love the Cowboys this week. I like them plus six, and I like the over. I think this is a 
good, good game for the Cowboys to win. I know the Eagles have been red, red hot. They're still undefeated, but they came close last week. The last couple of weeks have been a little a little iffy for them, and I feel like this is a week where, where they least expected the Cowboys to come in and bite. That defense is looking very sharp. Their run game is actually looking surprisingly well, and Cooper Rush is a guy that won't lose a game for you, but he won't win a game for you. But I really, really do like the Cowboys this week. All right. Will, I'm tailing your picks here. I mean, I love the Cowboys plus six just for the reasons that you said. I mean, I mean, if Cooper Rush is your quarterback, you will never get blown out, nor will you ever blow out a team. And this Cowboys defensive line is something that really needs to be like highlighted, circled, whatever. And this is going to be an awesome game. This really is going to be an early uh, or like a a foreshadow of who's going to win the division in that NFC East in which three teams are really dominant. So I love the Cowboys here plus six and I'm taking the under as well. I think it's going to be a run heavy game. Yeah, no, I love the under not only for both teams with their running backs and their backfields in general, um, but also both teams defenses. Uh, the, these are two of the best defensive lines in the league. Um, and, you know, their secondaries benefit a lot of, a lot through the way that their D-line plays. So I love the under in this game. But where I'm going to be different here is I'm actually going to take Philly minus six. Now, I I did ask if Dak was going to be playing this week. He's going to be back soon, right? I would guess if not this week, he might be back next next week, week, right? I assume next week. What what better time for Cooper Rush to take a loss, you know, to to make it that much easier to to throw in Dak? Because if – Cooper Rush goes in and wins five games in a row. It's virtually impossible to take him out, even though they are still going to. This is the perfect slate for Dak to come back after Cooper Rush takes a loss. He doesn't feel as worried about losing his job here and then let him cook the rest of the year. I think that this is just a scenario that was made in heaven for him, and that's exactly how it's going to work. I'm going Philly minus six. Philly might really blow the the brakes off them and go 6-0, and and now everybody's like, wow, like – I know we were talking about them at 4-0, 5-0, but getting through a tough Cowboys team is, is going to be a real legit test for the Eagles, and we've been saying it since the beginning of the year. I think they're as legit as it gets, so I, I'm going to ride the, until the wheels fall off over in Philly. I, I really like them a lot. All right. Last game, the Monday night football game, a division rivalry. No, I don't even want to say division rivalry. The Broncos suck. I, I like stuttered halfway through that too. I don't like that at all. The Chargers are four and a half point favorites, and they're going to win by like twenty-seven. Um, Chargers minus four and a half. I also have the under. You know, it's set at forty-five and a half. It's impossible to hit the over when one team's guaranteed not to score and the other one is going to score thirty-five or so. So it's going to be like a blowout. Chargers win, and the under is going to hit. Yeah, I mean, Denver has only put up more than 20 points in one game out of five this year. I think that continues to happen. It's going to be a big game for the Chargers defense. Will with his new Derwin James jersey on. I'm going to take Chargers minus four and a half. And Will, before I hand it over to you, I'm going to ride with you, Stav, with the under. I think the Chargers put a lot of points up on this board. I think Denver scores no more than 14 in this game. I like that. I wouldn't be wearing my Chargers jersey if I wasn't going to pick the Chargers this week. I absolutely hate the Denver Broncos. Uh, It's actually unfortunate that this game is on national television. I mean, I really only like it because I get to see the Chargers play. But other than that, the Denver Broncos should be banned from national television after that Thursday night game the prior week. Um, I like the Chargers minus four and a half, and I also like the under. I don't know what it is. I like 
like you guys said, I really think the Chargers are going to put up a lot of points, but I just don't think the Denver Broncos are going to be able to score enough points to to get that to go over. I know it's a decent amount of points, but I just don't like it, and I think this is a good week for everyone to be active on the Chargers. Yeah. So bolt up. I like that we all picked that we're a Chargers podcast, as everybody knows. And, Will, I'm sorry I missed if you said the over or the under for this game. The under. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. So that about wraps it up. Griff, I hope I don't overthrow you on this one. Right into my lap. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, A big week of football, as always. You know, it started off on Wednesday night with Marshall and the Raging Cajuns. Some sunbelt action on a Wednesday night. We're going to have that next week, too. I mean, we have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's five days of football for the next two weeks five out of seven days. So we're in full swing of things. Like I said on the last episode, we got hockey going. We'll never talk about that. We got MLB playoffs going. We will talk about that. And the NBA is just around the corner. These episodes are going to get jam-packed. We hope you guys enjoyed our predictions for this week. We are going to be right. Lock of the week. Just real quick standings. Um, we have Stavon Will tied at 3-2. and two. Me at two and three, so it's still a close race. We're still there. It's going to be a big week for that. As always, we hope you guys enjoyed. We will catch you guys on Tuesday, and peace. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether you spend your days behind a desk, helping customers, or raising kids, if you are called to be a nurse, Loyola University Chicago's Accelerated BSN program helps you answer the call. Our 16-month ABSN program is designed for those who have already earned a non-nursing bachelor's degree. Choose from face-to-face or online formats. Both include hands-on learning in labs and in local healthcare facilities. If your true calling is to make a difference as a nurse, search Loyola University Chicago ABSN today.